98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, individual schools can resume full day face-to-face classes, provided 90% of students and all staff have had two COVID vaccine doses. The government says it is reviewing the flight suspension mechanism and bad weather in Guangxi has halted search for the victims of Monday's China Eastern Airlines crash. The government says individual schools can resume full-day face-to-face classes, providing 90% of students and all staff have had two COVID vaccine doses. Previously, the threshold had been 70%. Education Secretary Kevin Young says individual classes can also resume for the whole day if they meet the target. They spoke through an interpreter during a press conference. We should aim to achieve uh, two doses uh, on the part of students up to 90%. If the schools cannot fulfill these uh, criteria for full-day schooling, and if uh, some classes fulfill these conditions, we will allow these schools to arrange for these classes to have a full-day schooling and the relevant activities. If um, the, the schools have um, fulfill all the criteria, then its students can be arranged to have a non-academic subjects like uh, sports and uh, music. Mr. Young also said exam authorities were studying the possibility of having separate venues for infected students taking the upcoming DSE exams. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government is reviewing the flight suspension mechanism. Currently, authorities impose a two-week ban on any airline flying a route if several passengers test positive for COVID. Cathay Pacific said the mechanism means it can only operate a very limited schedule once the flight ban is lifted from nine countries next month. Speaking at a press conference, Mrs. Lam said officials were looking into the mechanism to see whether an adjustment could be made. This is going to limit the number of flights uh, inbound. Uh, I can only say that we know the problem and we are looking uh, on how we could uh, resolve this without compromising our border control measures. Mrs. Lamb said the government was also working to increase the number of designated quarantine hotels for inbound travelers. My colleagues are working with the hotels to encourage them to perform the role of a designated quarantine hotel. Uh, We will reassess the situation, and if uh, possible, we will invite those hotels uh, to transform into a designated quarantine hotel. So there will be a a greater supply of designated uh, quarantine hotels uh, for Hong Kong residents who want to come back. On resuming quarantine-free travel with the mainland, the chief executive said that this was still the government's top priority and that officials will restart the discussions with their counterparts when conditions allow. Carrie Lam also said the current situation wasn't a fight between Dynamic Zero and treating COVID as an endemic disease, but rather a goal of protecting people's lives and suppressing the epidemic as soon as possible. She said there was a strong economic need for the SAR to be able to resume travel with the mainland. I can make it very clear that uh, resumption of uh, travel uh, into the mainland remains a top priority, and my government will spare no effort to uh, achieve that objective by meeting certain prerequisites. It is not possible to give you a timetable now, because uh, we need to make sure that uh, the fifth wave will subside as soon as possible. And then we will restore some of the uh, basis for uh, resumption of travel. 
Bad weather in Guangxi has halted the search for the victims of Monday's China Eastern Airlines crash, as well as the plane's black box flight recorders. Flight MU5735 went down in mountainous terrain while en route to Guangzhou from Kunming, killing all 132 people on board. Robert Kemp has more. State television said rainwater was filling the crash site, creating a landslide risk to rescue workers who have been scouring the difficult and heavily forested terrain. The wet weather is forecast to last for the rest of the week. The cause of the crash is yet to be determined, with aviation authorities warning that their investigation will be very difficult because of the severe damage to the aircraft. The Boeing 737-800 jet had suddenly plunged from cruising altitude at about the time when it would normally start to descend ahead of its landing. A Polytechnic University study has shown that more than 40% of Hong Kong COVID patients could suffer from the fatigue syndrome known as long COVID after recovery. The researchers tracked nearly 120 people who had caught the disease since October 2020 and checked their physical performance. They found that long COVID symptoms, including fatigue and shortness of breath, appeared across all age groups. Some only started having symptoms six months after they were clear of the virus. The researchers have devised a set of exercises they say can help improve the condition. Arnold Wong is an associate professor at the university. We aim for more aerobic exercise because based on our finding, the aerobic capacity or the force of vital capacity is highly related to the, the muscle um, fatigue as well as to the performance of the individuals. So that's why we emphasize on the aerobic exercises as well as uh, some lower limb strengthening. The reason for the lower limb strengthening is partly because our findings support that those people have a lower limb weakness, but also you can imagine if a person with a better lower limb capacity or, or endurance that can improve their overall daily activities performance. The head of the foreign ministry office in Hong Kong says the SAR will triumph in its fight against COVID with strong support from Beijing, adding that the pandemic had shown that love can prevail over any disaster. Vicky Wong reports. In an article published in the South China Morning Post, Liu Guangyang wrote that Hong Kong's battle against the fifth wave of COVID was a matter of deep concern for the central government. He wrote that while Beijing is happy to come to Hong Kong's aid by dispatching medical supplies and staff, the central government was also happy to let SAR authorities take the lead in coordinating its anti-epidemic response. Mr Liu also said that solidarity and cooperation were potent weapons, saying that the pandemic had taught people that true love could withstand any disaster and that the community should come together to play its part in fighting the virus, from hotel owners offering rooms for quarantine to charity volunteers. Mr Liu responded to arguments that big cities should live with the virus. He said this was divorced from the reality of a densely populated city with high mobility and a serious ageing issue. He referred to comments made by senior mainland health official Liang Wanyan, who said yesterday that Hong Kong's priorities should be protecting the elderly, as well as reducing infections, serious complications and deaths from COVID. The commissioner also said that foreign nationals and institutions living in Hong Kong also had a part to play and that stopping the fifth wave was in the best possible interests of both local and international residents. He wrote that foreign residents should understand, support and comply with anti-epidemic measures to safeguard their common home. Mr Liu ended his piece by saying that Hong Kong was moving into a period of stability and that once it had ridden out the Omicron wave, it would be in a stronger position as an international trade and finance centre. 
Authorities in Shanghai have dismissed rumors that a lockdown is to be imposed on the city after it reported four symptomatic COVID cases and 977 asymptomatic ones. Hu Jinglei of the Shanghai Municipal Health Commission told a news conference mass testing would continue to be used to suppress the spread of the virus. He said people should not believe in rumors. This comes as the mainland reported an increase in COVID infections, with Jilin province continuing to be hardest hit. In total, the National Health Commission reported 2,591 symptomatic local cases compared with 2,281 the day before. Buildings shook in Taipei early this morning after two earthquakes hit Taiwan in quick succession. The China Earthquake Network Center said a 6.6 magnitude quake jolted waters off Taidong County at 1.41 a.m. Two minutes later, it was followed by a 5.7 magnitude quake in Hualien County. There are no immediate reports of damage. The head of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, has delivered an impassioned plea for the war in Ukraine to end. He said following Russia's attack, Ukrainians were enduring a living hell, with civilians terrorized by systematic bombardment and 10 million people forced from their homes. Continuing the war in Ukraine is morally unacceptable, politically indefensible, and militarily nonsensical. By any measure, by even the shrewdest calculation, it is time to stop the fighting now and give peace a chance. It is time to end this absurd war. Mr. Guterres said at some point the two sides would have to sit down and talk. This war is unwinnable. Sooner or later it will have to move from the battlefield to the peace table. And that is inevitable. The only question is how many more lives must be lost? How many more bombs must fall? How many Mariupols must be destroyed? How many more Ukrainians and Russians will be killed before everyone realizes that this war has no winners, only losers? The Pentagon says Ukrainian soldiers are successfully reversing battlefield momentum against Russian forces to regain ground in some parts of Ukraine. Reports are emerging of local citizenry and Ukrainian soldiers in the southern town of Voznesnek pushing back Russian troops. A spokesman for the U.S. Defense Department, John Kirby, gave details at a news conference. We have seen indications that the Ukrainians are going a bit more on the offense now. They have been defending very smartly, very nimbly, very creatively in places that they believe are the right places to defend. And we have seen them now in places, particularly in the South, they have tried to regain territory. We don't have great fidelity of tactical movements, but we have seen them make these efforts. And I would tell you, the Ukrainians themselves several days ago said that they were planning on counterattacks. A dispute between the U.S. and Britain over steel and aluminium tariffs has been resolved after two months of talks. The U.S. Commerce Secretary announced a removal of tariffs imposed in 2018. The British Minister for International Trade, Anne-Marie Trevelyan, gave her endorsement to the agreement. It's fantastic news, uh, both for the UK and the US. It means that we'll be able to take away the rebalancing measures. Uh, so for the US, uh, stripping away some of the costs that they were seeing on some of their products and for us on ours. It means that we can put behind us now what was a very frustrating irritant. And now we've been able to negotiate it in just eight weeks to clear this off our books. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 22,248. That's 350 
point, the 352 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $107.5 billion. In currencies, a short time ago, the U.S. dollar purchased 121.12 yen. The euro was at one U.S. dollar and 10 cents, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 39 cents. In sport, world number one, Ashley Barty has stunned the tennis world by announcing her early retirement from the sport at the age of just 25. Samantha Butler has more. Barty dropped the bombshell weeks after becoming the first female homegrown winner of the Australian Open in 44 years, joining tennis's most exclusive club with a Grand Slam crown on three different surfaces. In a tearful video message, Barty said she was thankful for everything the sport had given her, but she said she knew the time was now right for her to step away, chase other dreams and put the rackets down. Barty has been world number one for more than two years and retires after winning three Grand Slam singles titles, the French Open in 2019, Wimbledon in 2021 and the Australian Open this year. Rafael Nadal will miss the opening two tournaments of the clay court season in Monte Carlo and Barcelona. He's been ruled out for six weeks after suffering a stress fracture of a rib. Nadal was injured in his semifinal win over Carlos Alcaraz at Indian Wells. He went on to lose the final to Taylor Fritz, his first loss in 2022. Next to football, the women's version of El Clasico ended with victory for Barcelona. They got past Real Madrid in the first leg of the Champions League quarterfinals. Paris Saint-Germain have taken the upper hand against Bayern Munich. More from BBC's Paul Serres. There were wins for Paris Saint-Germain and Barcelona in the Women's European Champions League earlier on Tuesday. PSG were 2-1 winners away at Bayern Munich with their all-time record goal scorer Marie-Antoinette Catoto scoring both. Barcelona came out on top in El Clasico coming from behind to secure a 3-1 first leg advantage over rivals Real Madrid. Therefore, forward Alexia Putella scored twice for the reigning European champions. Now to Women's Cricket World Cup, where Australia have made it six wins out of six in the group stage. Captain Meg Lanning hit a century to help the 2013 champions beat South Africa by five wickets in Wellington. The top four teams in the group stage go through to the semifinals. Australia have qualified South Africa with five wins and one loss, are second in the standings. India and the West Indies round out the top four. Host nation New Zealand have two wins from six games. And now let's take a look at the weather. It will be cloudy to overcast with showers and a few thunderstorms. It will be cool, moderate to fresh north to northeasterly wind, occasionally strong, uh, occasionally strong offshore at first. Outlook, it'll be windy with occasional showers in the next couple of days, humid with fog on Saturday, and the weather will be unsettled early next week. Uh, the temperature right now is 17 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity 93.93%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Individual schools can resume full-day face-to-face classes, provided 90% of students and all staff have two COVID vaccine doses. The government says it is reviewing the flight suspension mechanism. And bad weather in Guangxi has halted the search for victim of victims of Monday's China Eastern Airlines crash. And that's the news from RTHK. <laughs> The elderly are at high risk of life-threatening conditions from COVID-19. The virus can damage one's heart, lungs, and brain. It may cause multiple organ failure that requires intubation in an ICU. After effects can hamper a recovery. Vaccines reduce risks of serious illness, hospitalization, and death. Experts advise that any elderly person who has had a flu shot can safely receive COVID-19 vaccines. 
Get vaccinated early. For a safe and healthy living environment, owners should not alter the drainage systems of buildings on their own. They must ensure proper maintenance of drainage pipes and should appoint qualified professionals or contractors for regular inspection and arrange early repair if seepage or defects are found. They may apply for loans or subsidies from the Buildings Department and the Urban Renewal Authority. Visit bd.gov.hk for details. I think that you need some more shots. Wait, holla. Take your body over to the dance floor. Tequila, la, la, la.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. 